Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let the stream breathe just for a moment here while we bring on the Facebook clan. And uh, it'll be just a moment. You know how it is. We got to let her breathe just for a second. And we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, feeling better today. You know him, you love him. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com and my fellow football priest, Zach Kelberman. Zach, dude, you're feeling better. You're looking better. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. You said that the Zach Prescott haircut, so I can't get that out of my memory now. Well, you got to take the headphones off to give him the full effect. Take them off just for a sec. All right, don't avert your eyes, guys. This is real. Don't change your, you know, your stations. Look at that. Okay, now look. To, yeah, see, he's Zach Prescott. You get the pun. All right, you with us here? Looking yeah, sharp, high Love and tight, it. dude. You. It's all about high and tight. All right, that's right. Uh, so, real quick here, uh, we got to get to the Chris Harris thing. That was the freaking title of tonight's stream. It's the thumbnail on the stream. But first, Zach, I got to get your opinion on Garrett Bowles expertly trolling the haters. Now, this was yesterday, and I, I apologize. We streamed yesterday, but I missed this. I didn't notice it till today. Uh, but here's if you guys can remember, there was a meme going around. Uh, last year around this time, and it was a Valentine's Day like card like you would give if you were in third grade to your fellow classmates, and it had a picture of Garrett Bowles, and it said, find someone who will hold you like Garrett Bowles. And then today, let me let me get down here. Um, whoop, where'd it go? Let me pull this up. He tweeted, come on, it's not wanting to load for me. What's going on? I might have to go straight to Twitter. Let me just go straight to Twitter. Stand by. He tweeted that uh, – Man, that sucks. Hold on one second. I'm going to pull it up. The effect is somewhat lost, but bear with me here, gang. It's it's worth the wait in case you missed this. Uh, Garibalds. All right, so here's what he here's here's what it was. So I just want to hold you from uh, uh, two. Hold on, hold on. I just want to hold you, but then hold up. That's not even it, too. And then he said, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Glad I can laugh at this now. So there, there was this meme, Zach, and then it also appeared instead of I just want to hold you was find someone who will, who will hold you yeah. like Garibald. So anyway, just kind of a fun little, you know, I don't know, troll job that was in good, good, uh, you know, good, good spirits. I don't know. I'm happy for the dude. 
I was going to say, he had a lot more restraint than I would have showed in that situation. All the crap, all the flack, all the criticism he took, and then he comes back a year later, and that's what he says. He's very nice about it, but he has that ability right now to flex. I mean, he earned a new contract. He graded out as arguably the best tackle, which is still weird for me to say. Garrett Bowles was the NFL's best left tackle or among the top five, top three, whatever, in 2020. He has every right. This is coming from a former former Garrett Bowles hater. Now I'm a Garrett Bowles supporter. He has every right to flex. And if I was him, I would have went a little harder, but uh, a plus tweet, great troll job. I love to see it. I just like that. It, that, you know, it also shows that, that my dude has a little pride, you know, and I know yeah. that, that he had some pride, obviously. I mean, you don't make it to the NFL if you don't have uh, a little pride in you, but I just like seeing that. And look, he finished number three. He was the high, he was the third highest, rated tackle in the game, according to Pro Football Focus. And Zach and I sometimes scoff at the arbitrary nature of PFF grades. It's not the end-all, be-all, but the tape backs up the grades for Garrett Bowles. He was straight-up snubbed for the Pro Bowl, but it's okay because, you know, it was one of those – it's like if someone goes to prison and then comes back and ends up being like finding the cure for cancer, people don't want to believe it at first. They're like, but wait a minute, wasn't this guy, you know, a criminal, a recidivist? Oh, he cured cancer, and now he's like the, the the new Mother Teresa. It just doesn't compute. And that's the same, Zach, for his peers, Garrett Bowles. They're used to this cat being, you know, the guy that they're laughing at in the locker room about how that he gave him a new set of downs and kept that drive alive and, we, or, you know, or got us the ball, whatever the, might, the case might be. And so they don't put him down. That He's not the first guy that comes to mind when they're doing their Pro Bowl voting at the end of the year. But I think if he can sustain it, and I think he will. What's up, Gary? He could be very well on that uh, on their front of brain this time, or not this time, but you know at the end of next year. I think to make the Pro Bowl, you have to have name recognition going into a season, and Garrett Bowles going into last season had zero. He was always yeah. known for the bad parts of his game. Going into this season, though, I believe more fans and definitely more media members and more fellow players around the NFL know who Garrett Bowles is. Certainly, he graded very highly this year. He's among the highest-paid tackles in the entire NFL. So, yes, if he's at... Anywhere near how he played this year, he will be a Pro Bowl player as well he should. That was one of the biggest snubs I've seen, Broncos player or not, Chad, in quite a while. Guys, we are, we're we're going to continue to talk a little bit about Bolsey. We're going to talk about Chris Harris Jr. and his uh, kind of laugh, laughing fit at Broncos country over the Deshaun Watson rumors. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Carson Wentz issue that Zach had to report on today because it just – it's not going away, and is there any there there? We'll get to that here in a minute. First, though, we got to say hello and thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, Manscaped. All right, gang, 2020, it is in the rearview mirror. It's officially, what are we, six weeks now into six and a half into 2021? Come out of quarantine, put it all behind you, and embrace the new year, new me mindset with Manscaped, which is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools, for your family jewels, if you let yourself go, even just a little bit in 2020, whether it be quarantine or job or whatever it might have been, Manscaped is here to help you reboot, stay clean, and shaved in 2021, Zach. Yeah, we always talk about, again, we always demonstrate two products, the lawnmower and the weed whacker. I'm holding the lawnmower, as you can see right now. It works for all parts of your body, not just your underparts, not just your, your undercarriage, but also your face, your back, your neck, your arms. I actually, you can see I got my ears lowered today, but after that, I trimmed up a little bit underneath my chin, underneath my neck, around my 
uh, around my face. It actually comes in handy more often than you think. It's not just below the belt. It's your entire body. And no matter your comfort level, no matter your occupation, no matter if you're in quarantine, locked up or not, you need to feel good about yourself and be better. And Manscaped allows you, Chad, to do that. Let me show you guys something. So Zach did a good job of, of flexing on the uh, weed whacker and the lawnmower, but they have so many cool little products that honestly, like I was sleeping on my, my, I guess male grooming game was off. Like not to say that I, I wasn't on top of stuff, but like, I didn't realize the wide world of products and things that are out there to help you stay on point. I mean, cologne, that's obvious. We know about cologne, right? Every dude knows about cologne. That's not what I'm talking about, but their cologne refined surprisingly, surprisingly good. And then also little things like this, like the crop mop, all right, anti-chafing, moisturizing, deodorizing, wipes for under underneath, uh, and perfect for on the go, like I talked about yesterday. Sometimes you might, you know, get a chance to get to the gym, but then you get the call and you got to go straight back to the office. You don't have time to shower. Keep a crop mop or two in your gym bag. It's going to come in handy. So many, many different products for you to take your manscaping game to that next level. Here's how you do it. You go to manscaped.com. Use the code HUDDLE, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. And your family jewels, Zach, tell them. They're, they're going to thank you. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code HUDDLE. Happy New Year to you and your vital parts. And one little PSA. No, I did not get my hair cut with the Manscaped lawnmower. That was actually professionally done, guys. I paid money for that, but... The other grooming parts around my neck that you can't see, my shoulders, I do use that almost every day. Trust me when I say, if you're a guy, it comes in handy. And if you have hair. Some guys don't. Others do. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios, to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform. Everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Good to see you, Mark. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, just quick PSA uh, to use Zach's term there. Guys, have you followed our Facebook page? And when I say our, I'm talking about the Huddle Up podcast Facebook page. If not, get on that. I'll put the link in the description. Giveaways, lots of stuff coming. We gave away three items last week to random, randomly selected, uh, randomly chosen followers, those who are liking and following the page. We're going to continue to do stuff like that each and every week. As long as you're following and liking the page, you're always going to be entered to win in those giveaways. Plus, we have some dedicated content that we're going to be debuting on that page only, and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll always try to promote it and tell everybody about it here on, on YouTube or Twitch or wherever we might be broadcasting. But if you're following that page, you won't miss anything. Uh, connect with us as well on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, at MileHighHuddle. Zach Kelberman, my partner, at KelbermanNFL. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And our producer, 
Buona Beast. He's just a teddy bear, but don't sleep. He will rip your face off. All right. It will happen. He's a sweetheart, though. At John K M H H. And then, guys, just a quick thing. Check out the merch store. Get some time. Huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat. Get a T-shirt. Support the cause. And then also, Episode 7 of Kelberman's Corner dropping this Sunday at noon on Facebook for supporters only. If you want in on that, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash milehighhuddle, or go scroll to the bottom where you're at right now in the chat where you type in your comment. There's a little green icon. Click that. You're in like Flynn. We got Kelberman's Corner and some new draft content coming down the pike very, very soon on the draft stuff for our Facebook supporters. But, guys, last thing, please subscribe. Please like this video. And the third thing is, look, if we're doing a good job or you appreciate the the effort we're putting in, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, John, let's grab one or two super chats and then we'll uh we'll we'll get the Chris Harris stuff. Good to see you Mark Langley. Appreciate you my dog. How's the weather in Georgia? I'm curious to know. He says, "What's up my guys? I've eaten a lot of crow on Garrett Bowles. Good job, big guy. You have my support." And his tweet was directed towards me. <laughs> hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag MHH. That's true. It was directed at guys like like Mark, like you, Zach, that were not yes. so much naysayers, but just overall the – I mean, you want to talk about the being a recidivist, right? For those of you who don't know what that, that means, it just means a repeat offender. You just can't help yourself. You're a repeat offender. That was Garrett Bowles. And I understand, Zach, how so many people, including those of some of us in media, just lost patience over it and wanted to see. They just, I mean, because it was like we'd never seen anything like it before. Like it was unprecedented. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm the first one to admit uh, I, I was a big Garrett Bowles hater and I did not think he would work out with the Broncos. I did not think he would turn it around, even with Mike Munchak's direction. But Someone like Garrett Bowles, his success story, at least for this past season, is a an encouraging and motivating factor for other players and other players in the Broncos locker room, including one guy who Garrett Bowles plays with in Drew Locke. A lot of people were counting out Garrett Bowles last year. I'm not saying the situations are comparable, but you count him out, you think he's a bust, and he comes back the next year and shocks everybody. It can happen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Michaela jumping in about Vincent Jackson, yeah, for those of terrible. you who missed it. The longtime multi-pro bowl wide receiver for the Chargers, uh, arguably aside from Antonio Gates, this was Philip Rivers' number one target throughout his career, found dead at a very young age, and uh, it's a it's a tragedy. I don't know any of the surrounding details aside from that, Zach, but it's definitely a bummer. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. Uh, I did read the report that said no trauma, but the cause of death wasn't listed. Re- regardless, though, he was 38, 39 years old. He was a three-time Pro Bowler. He had Colorado ties, Chad. He went to high school and college in Colorado. Yep. Ultimately, though, it's such a sad story, and it seems like it's a repeating uh, storyline this year and last year, just people dying left and right. It just It's really tragic. Yeah, born, uh, born in 83. All right, this cat, yeah, that's right. He did go to Northern Colorado, small school, but he was picked in the second round back in 05. So, yeah, RIP, uh, rest in power to uh, to Vincent Jackson. Hated playing against him, though. What a what a beast in, in one-on-one situations, contested catches. The guy was just underrated but definitely phenomenal as an NFL player. Didn't he cross paths, too, when, they, when he went to Tampa? Didn't he kind of mentor Evans, right? One it might have been his last season, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out real quick. Vincent Jackson, I want to say because they're very they're very similar prototypes, right? The Vincent Jackson and uh, Mike Evans. So let's see, he went to Tampa, 12 through sixteen. So yeah, dude, that's Mike Evans, NFL. Yep, wide receiver. Stand by one second, guys. I just want to make sure I'm not uh, tripping on this real quick. 
Evans was after Manz the same, yeah, 2014. So yeah, two, three years together. Wow, what a bummer. Tyler, good to see you, my friend. And we appreciate that super chat. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter so we can keep the combo going outside of these streams. And then also we like to be able to tag you and show you some love after each and every uh, stream. He says, just here to apologize for making you read me my drunken super chat last week. <laughs> love the chat. Go Broncos. What was the number chat? Yeah, I don't remember it. No offense, Tyler. Sorry to tell you. I'm trying to remember what it was. John, do you remember what it might have been? I don't know. I'll check it was during the, the Super Bowl. It's excused. I mean, if you were drunk. True, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all good. I mean, the worst hangover I've ever had came after a Super Bowl Sunday. So we feel you. But in my case, it was, you know, my team, right? Broncos winning it all back in the day. Um, all right. Let me check here. So, John, I am just really quick. I'm looking at the back end of YouTube just so you know where we're at here. And it looks like we have, um, we have, there's where it starts. Sorry. It goes uh, Muhammad, Michaela, Dave, uh, Mark, we got, and then Jason and Levi. So FYI. So why he's got, we got Fat Cat too. Let's grab him real quick. Good to see you, my friend. And by the way, it was great to connect with you on Twitter. He says, uh, so Chris Harris Jr. is laughing at the Broncos. Maybe if his play was still somewhat elite, I'd listen to all that jibber jabber. Keep up the good pod, Priest. Hey, thank you, Fat Cats. And again, uh, good looking out. Glad to connect with you. Let's take a look at this article real quick. For those of you that are kind of scratching your heads, wondering what in the Sam Hill we're talking about here uh, with regard to Chris Harris Jr. Chris Harris, who, you know, still has, I mean, so many friends in Denver, right, Zach, as far as the locker room, so many buddies, so many ties to the community. I mean, Chris Harris Jr., he kind of flamed out toward the end. But he did a lot with the community in Denver, and he's he's still beloved in uh, in the Mile High City, and I think he still keeps a house there too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me find this article. Where to go? Um, is it up here? Where did I put this dang thing? No, that's Bowles, Wentz. Man, there it is. All right, sorry, but anyway, he uh, he's an outspoken guy, right? He's he's no stranger to. Uh, speak in his mind, and especially if it's at the expense of someone else, Zach. And long story short, I'll pull this up while it's loading. I don't want to keep our listeners waiting, but to paraphrase him, he just thought it, he thinks it's a joke that any Broncos fan seriously believes that Deshaun Watson is going to come to the AFC West because it's the quote-unquote jungle that you'd have to contend with Patrick Mahomes and, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, but like Fat Cat said, you know, if his play was elite, he'd be more inclined to listen. Even if he was still elite, I wouldn't listen. Worry about your own team. Worry about the Chargers, who the Broncos ended up actually beating, Chaz. So, you know, I, I think he's still somewhat salty or butthurt or whatever about his divorce from Denver. Even though the writing was on the wall and he couldn't wait to get away, why does he still have the Broncos' name in his mouth? Stop talking about the Broncos, worry about your own team, worry about your own play. And it was funny because I was watching NFL put out a top 100 plays from this past season. Uh, no surprise, Mahomes was, I think it was number two or number three, a long, wide, arcing touchdown pass right over the top of Chris Harris Jr. He was beat in coverage, and I'm saying that because he's continuing to go downhill. He is not the same player he was even three seasons ago, except in his own mind. He is a legend in his own mind. That's always been his thing, but his play has backed that up, or it did in the past. Now it's not anymore. He's not even on the Broncos anymore, and he's still talking about them. Worry about yourself, Chris, please. Really quick, before I forget this, Dylan... 
Uh, we want to get you on the show, my friend. So if that's something that you'd be interested in doing, Dylan, of course, longtime superstar. He's an MHH Mount Rushmore guy, and he's been also helping us as a mod in the chat on YouTube. So, Dylan, if that's something you'd be down for, um, reach out to me on a DM and let's set it up, uh, get you on the show. But, look, I still have a lot of love for Chris Harris. Look, this, this does irritate me because I feel you on the whole kind of stay in your own lane thing. This is not your concern anymore. But I still have a lot of love for Chris Harris Jr. And I think it's because, of course, you know, what he helped the team achieve in 2015 with that Super Bowl. But his story is just so remarkable, you know, doesn't even get an invite to the combine, similar to Philip Lindsay in that uh, aspect in 2011. Doesn't get drafted. The Broncos sign him and he's low on the depth chart. Dude, this guy is, there's Champ Bailey. Um, I always forget that corner from Detroit that came eventually that he they paid him like five million bucks Dre Bly no that was that was way before it was um it'll come to me but uh Drayton Florence mm-hmm. Drayton Florence ended up cutting him before they even played him after they paid him a few million a cool you know I can't remember three four million something like that but I just loved how he not only fought and clawed his way onto the roster as a rookie but then his second year in 2012 he emerges as one of the highest graded uh, nickel corners in the league by the time you get to 2013, he's really feeling it. But then he has his ACL. You lose him for the second half of the season. He's not there for the Super Bowl. Comes back strong in 2014, gets a Pro Bowl, his first Pro Bowl. And then also, uh, I want to say he was the highest graded player. If not if not player, he was definitely the highest graded corner at PFF. And that's right when PFF, back when any grade for PFF, like if you were in the top of the P, like players, still to this day, it's important to him. But back then... Like, it was coveted. I would have Broncos players. This was before teams started working with Pro Football Focus to actually get subscriptions and stuff like that, where they have all that information internally. And players would, like, reach out to us. They'd reach out and say, hey, what was my grade for last or yesterday's game against the Raiders? And you'd be like, oh, let me pull it up. Oh, PFF graded you, you know, 69.2. And they'd be like, damn, son. They didn't like, you know, whatever it might be. Chris Harris was number one. And then, boom, three, four Pro Bowls, wins the Super Bowl. I love Chris Harris Jr., but – I don't really want to hear from him again until he comes and accepts his place in the Broncos ring of fame, you know, somewhere like five to 10 years from now. The guy is kind of an egomaniac and I understand what you're saying. I mean, Chris Harris jr. As the Broncos player was phenomenal, but Chris Harris jr. As a man is less than phenomenal. Look what he says right there. He believes what he says are just facts that Deshaun Watson, he's speaking for Deshaun here. And it's a fact in his mind that Watson does not want to come to the West to face Herbert and Mahomes twice a year. Better stay in the AFC South. Then he says, y'all are in fairytale land. And let me tell you why you guys are in fairytale land. Because in my opinion, Deshaun wants to go to a team like the Eagles or the Jets. So you hate Denver that much. You have such pettiness in your heart and vindictiveness that you think the Jets or the Eagles or even the Bears are a better landing spot, that that's not fairytale land, but the the Broncos are. Chris, I know you live in California now. You came from Denver, but what are you smoking? Really, what is going on with you, Chris? He's like that bitter ex. I saw it in the comment, and it's a 1,000% right. Everyone's experienced that. They, uh, someone has an ex that cannot let it go. It can be two months or two years or 20 years down the road. They're still talking about it. They're still replaying situations in their head. They're going on social media. He is that. No former player has been so outspoken against Denver like Chris Harris Jr. And other players have burned way more bridges. But Chris, 
starting with that $3 million he asked for, and they gave it to him. They acquiesced, and it still wasn't good enough. In his final season, he was going like this, looking around, blaming everyone instead of accepting responsibility for his own actions. And he's doing the same thing now. He thinks what he says goes because, again, he's a legend, but only in here, only in his mind. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. I think, honestly, where this stems from is you're onto something here as far as it being sour grapes. And it's not just because it's a spurned X type situation. It's because he done screwed up. In the fall of 2019, right up, right before the trade deadline, after, as you well illustrated there, the Broncos gave him an unprecedented in-season raise of three mil- plus million dollars without adding any additional uh, years to the term. They just said, all right, Chris, you're pissed off that we signed Bryce Callahan. Here's three million bucks. You know, um, do your job. And he did. All right. He shows up to work, does his thing. Trade deadline approaches. There were a lot of rumors. I know the Broncos were taking calls on Chris. I'm not sure how actively they were trying to trade him, but it was an issue. It was a subject. And what Elway ended up doing was coming to the table and saying, hey, hey, let's put the trade stuff behind us. Here's an extension. Two years, $24 million. You'll make $12 million a year. Half of it's guaranteed. He told him to pound sand. He did not take it. He thought he was going to get more on the open market if he could just wait another you know, two or three months. And then Zach, he screwed up because he ended up being offered in that deal, not only more guaranteed money from the Broncos, but almost two, well, just over $2 million per year APY more than what he ended up having to take on a short-term two-year deal with the Chargers. He was fortunate to get what he got. The Broncos shouldn't have given him a penny, Chad, considering the way he went about it. He was putting himself before the team and making everything about Chris Harris Jr. because that's who he really is. I lost a lot of respect for him during that contract squabble because he really showed his true colors, Chad. And when people show you who they are, you have to believe them. And that's what I've learned in that situation with C.H. Jr. Tyler says, thank you for the super again, my friend. He says, uh, Chris Harris is just afraid to get torched. Six times a year, which is a fair uh, a fair point. I don't know, man. He's on the books this year uh, as a Charger, but he didn't play too many games last year, man. Like, he was banged up a lot. 
Chris Harris. I'm going to pull him up on on. Uh, let me just pull up his stats real quick because he was. Let me see Chris Harris Jr. stats. It'll show me his game logs. He was banged up a lot. In fact, <clears throat> the first meeting, he was uh, on the bench. He was he was healing up when Drew Locke stormed back and overcame that 21 point deficit. Yeah, dude, he only appeared. Look look, look at this. Here, I'll do a quick share of screen. This is Chris Harris uh, last year. Whoop. Uh, in LA, year one in LA. This is what his game log looks like here. All right. Uh, all right. So 2020, he ended up playing in, and starting nine games, and his stats, not much to write home about. One pick that he got against the Raiders. All right. So good for him on that. But like, look, dude, nine games. He only finished with uh, 25 solo tackles. Like it was a down year, and now he's even farther over the the 30 year old cliff. Zach, it wouldn't surprise me if now his contract is for a for an experienced veteran, versatile corner like like Chris who can play inside outside. I think he's worth the money that the Chargers are paying him, even at his little bit more advanced age. But it wouldn't surprise me if they needed to pinch some pennies if he had if he ended up hitting the bricks. I think he's never going to be the same. I think he's now on the downside of his career. He only had two pass breakups in addition to one interception. He is a far cry from the the 2015 version of Chris Harris Jr. And I see some comments that say he wants to come back to the Broncos. I don't believe that. I see other comments that say he's scared of facing Deshaun Watson. He doesn't want that to happen. And I kind of agree. What's that expression, Chad? The lady doth protest too much. That's exactly what Chris Harris Jr. is doing right now. He's projecting his own insecurities out into the public. That is who he is. Dropping some Shakespeare on you. That's what you get for the when you tune into the Huddle Up podcast. It can be Shakespeare. <laughs> It can be, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. It can be Star Wars. It can be anecdotes from, you know, the the gym, what have you. That's the the collection of, uh, you know. Oh, dude, Muhammad. Thank you, my friend. Good job, he says. Appreciate you. Look at him, the superstar that he is. Really appreciate you, my friend. It was great getting a chance to finally meet you last week, and we look forward to having you on again sometime in the near future. Every single pod, this cat is here. Yeah. And in KK, and he wished me, you know, to feel better on Twitter. He he sent me well wishes. So, Mo, you are a true, legitimate, and literal superstar, and we appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. John, we've got Michaela, Dave, Jason, Levi, BG, and then Tony, D-A-Dub, uh, when, you get, when you get a second here. Uh, but, look, I'm not slamming the door. I'm, I'm a, a lot less harsh on my outlook on Chris probably than, than Zach is. But see, Zach kind of entered the picture on Chris 2016 on. So all those, you know, the peak years of Chris Harris Jr. in Denver, the 14, 15, and 14 and 15 were really his peak years. I'd say 16 too. But nevertheless, the way it devolved, 17, 18, and 19, anytime he got burned in coverage, anytime he gave up a reception, even if it was short, he'd turn around, look behind him and go, what, what, your fault. Not, and I think that just – just rubbed you wrong, dude. Like you just can't, that's just stuck in your craw. I I take responsibility. It's the same is why Vic Fangio is souring on me, Chad. Take accountability and responsibility for your actions. I I hate nothing more than people who constantly point the finger instead of turning that where it belongs, which is on themselves. Jason Christopher. Thank you for that super sticker. My friend, he says, keep it up. We will most definitely do that. My friend, Yes, sir. we will. Um, All right. So let me see here where we're at. In the chat, real quick, John. I I could have uh, pulled up. So I'm at 6:28 on on Mark Langley. Anything after that, I, it looks like I have access there. So let me see what I can grab while you're pulling up. Um, oh, here's Levi. 
Levi's going to be on the show, everybody. We're looking forward to it. April 7th. Now, it seems like a long ways out, right? You're like, whoa, April. You know, that's not this month, not next month, the next month. Well, we're doing these superstar segments once a week, Wednesdays. All right. And I've got the rest of this month booked up. I've got March booked up. And then the last week of March, first week of April, I'm going to be on vacation. And so I don't want to put too much on Zach and John. We might still end up scheduling a, a superstar that week, but he's going to be the first superstar segment after I get back from vacay. So Levi, we're looking forward to uh, to seeing you then, my friend, and and uh, it's going to be great. But he says, love, MHH. Everyone hit that like button and check out Kelberman's Corner. Appreciate that, Levi. And Zach, this is a guy that not only supporting us on Super Chat, but as he mentions, he's a, he's a supporter on Facebook. And then when he's on Facebook supporting Kelberman's Corner, the VIP content, he's also throwing out stars. This is just a dude yeah. that, I mean, he's he's ride or die. And then when he's super chatting, Chad, he even has the the huddle up shirt on designed yep. by Zachary Smouse, let him hate shirts. So Levi embodies what it means to be a super chat Mount Rushmore superstar. And Levi, yep. we I see you there for every KK. I see your support for the pod. You are up there as well. Thank you so much for everything. I'm going to real quick, John. Um, whoops, my bad. Um, so Levi. Michaela, Dave Darlington, Callie Dave, if you can find him. He's no longer in Cali, but I still I still call him Kelly Dave. I'm gonna, okay, awesome. Here's Michaela. Good to see you back in the chat lately, by the way, Michaela. It's been, uh, you know, we got to know you quite well last year leading up to the season, and we're just glad to have you back. She says, I just wanted to show my support. Thanks for all you guys do. Denver Broncos for life. Thank you, Michaela. Mile high salute. Appreciate you, Michaela. And if you ever want to come on the show, let us know. We'd be happy to uh, schedule you on a superstar segment. And again, here's the quick disclaimer, guys. If we offer that to you, if we make the invite and you don't want to do it, it's no skin off our teeth. We're not going to feel insulted or anything. Not everyone wants to, you know, be in front of thousands of people with the light on and talk. And it's not, that's not something that, you know, is, it sounds like a good time for everybody. But Michaela, if you'd like to do that, reach out. We'd love to get a chance to talk with you and show you some love on a, on a live stream here. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden 
and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. But there's Callie Dave. Good to see you, bro. Hope you are enjoying your new retirement now on the East Coast. Goes from one coast to the other. He says, been a while, just sending some support. We do appreciate that, Dave. Thank you, yeah. my friend. Hope, hope all is well for you and your family. Thank you, Dave. Um, all right. Let me see real quick. Okay, we're good for a second here. John, let me uh, – hey, there's our friend Adon. Salutations. There's Big Earn, as I like to call him, rocking the football priest hat. I'm going to find one on Facebook really quick. I want to find – and, John, if you have one, um, Albert, thank, thank you for you, the stars, my friend. Here's one real quick. Jared on Facebook goes, who's John on Twitter from MHH? John, now if you watch on Facebook, you, you don't see him in the chat probably because he's – chatting as Buona Beast. He's not, when he comments, he's not as uh, Mile High Huddle. So he's on YouTube when you see that, but he's the producer of every single one of our live stream podcasts. He keeps the chat going. He uh, engages with all of our great community. And then after every single stream, all right, he downloads the audio, he edits it, puts an intro, puts an outro, any ad breaks, all the stuff that we have to do to satisfy our obligation with overtime media. He takes care of that. And then also, Zach, he makes clips of the Huddle Up podcast, which are a little bit more, you know, digestible. It's an hour-long stream that we do once a, once a day, basically. And and uh, he takes little segments, and he'll create them and throw them up on YouTube. So that it's, a, it's really a good advertisement for the show. And it's also little mini conversations that can take place on that topic on YouTube. So that's John. He's, he's MHH pod producer. When we say the real MVP, we mean John, John K. And follow him again at John K. MHH. That's J-O-N, not J-O-H-N, John K. MHH. He's a great follow, great friend, and great Broncos fan. BG in the house. Good to see you, my friend. This is another Mount Rushmore cap. And BG, if you want to come on the show, let us know. Reach out. Uh, you, I know you don't do Twitter, so if you want to shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail. We can uh, look to, to make the arrangements on that. But he says, uh, speaking of Garrett Bowles, we need to get Mark Schlereth to apologize publicly to him because he bashed him so bad. Remember the not not worth a squirt of urine comment that Schlereth made? <laughs> it was the um, R-rated term, though. That's what made right, it better. Right. Uh, can we make it happen? No, we're, we, you can't make it happen. I mean, you could try, but I'm not about to uh, sign off and, and rubber stamp a MHH community outreach to Schlereth <laughs> on Twitter to try and get him to apologize. I mean, he, every, everyone, if you're in the NFL media game, including Zach and I, sometimes you get things wrong. And when you do, you just got to eat your crow and admit it, own up to it. Cause that's what people want to see. That's what, you know, a lot of times Zach, people get this wrong. They think if you, you know, point the finger or slough off the, the blame and try to avoid it, that it makes you look better that you can somehow, you know, uh, maintain the, the semblance of whatever, uh, pride that you had, but actually it's, it's, it works in the reverse. You know, the sooner you own up to something when you know it's an incorrect take or you were wrong about something, the better, because then that's how you actually gain the respect from people right. who follow you and, and, and read or listen or watch you. 
It's exactly what I was talking about with Chris Harris Jr., though. If he would have accepted responsibility and said, listen, I blew that coverage, I would have respected him more, but he didn't. And listen, Crow tastes disgusting. I, I ate Crow yesterday on Kelberman's Corner. Uh, Kim called me out for the Super Bowl. I was wrong about that. I said I was wrong today about Garrett Bowles. We all make mistakes. Schlereth, though, was a great Bronco. He's a good Twitter follow, and he happened to be wrong about Garrett Bowles last season. So was I. So were a lot of other people, but... There's no, not going to be any movement, Chad, to get an apology from Schlereth to Bowles. I think Bowles, uh, his his game spoke for itself. Leroy on Facebook, another one of our very dedicated listeners and members of this community. He likes to live on the Facebook side of things, and we love you just as much, my friend. He says, I'm intrigued about the quarterback from Stanford. I think it's David Mills, right? I think we should draft him and let him battle Drew Locke in camp. He might just beat Locke out. What do you guys think? Well, I'll tell you what, Zach. Neither Well, listen, guys, neither one of us are an authority on David Mills, but I can tell you this. Eric Trickle likes him a lot, right? Eric Trickle has been studying tape on the 2021 prospects since the last draft ended, and he's of the opinion, I'll paraphrase Eric here, but and he's our senior draft analyst at MHH for a reason, but he's of the opinion that if Mills would have, would have had more than just a handful of games of tape, that he would have been viewed as QB4 in this class. All right, so who's currently viewed as QB4? Trey Lance, right? He thinks he would have jumped up and over, in other words, Trey Lance, in terms of the pecking order. So it would go Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, David Mills, Trey Lance, and then probably uh, Mac Jones. But he's interesting, but he's still not a lot known about him, very much flash in the pan right. at Stanford. As a developmental mid-round guy, I would definitely consider the Broncos lucky if you could land him somewhere in there, but you don't want to reach on a guy like that. I was going to say, in reality, he's not the quarterback for. So if, if they take him in the middle rounds, I think it'd be more competition for someone like Brett Rippon than it would be Drew Locke. The only quarterback that's a rookie coming out that would beat Drew Locke in a fair competition would be one of the four that Chad just named. If they take someone like uh, the Stanford guy, they take someone like a mid-round prospect, it would be for a backup job. And from there, you never know. But they still need a number two. Driscoll's gone. Rippon's up in the air right now. I think Locke in that situation would be cemented as the starter. Our friend Tony out in Los Angeles, his uh, place of business, Discount Audio and Wheels, DA Dub in his own way. Discount Audio and Wills sponsoring the Huddle Up podcast with this very generous super chat. Appreciate you, Tony. And this was a dedicated member of Broncos country. Like, remember Zach last season, for example, we'd get reports from him. Like, he'd travel around to the games. Like, this dude yep. follows the Legit. team yeah. in, in literal and figurative sense. So, Tony, appreciate you, Doc. He says, I'm tired of all the hate. It's called developing a young quarterback. We asked for a young gunslinger. Now we cry about it. I get going for Watson, but probably not happening. So draft and develop and bring in competition at all positions. Well said, Tony. It's exactly what I've been saying as well uh, a few weeks ago, if not a few months ago. It's the Broncos fans, Broncos country wanted a young quarterback, yet they weren't ready to sign up for the processes of developing a young quarterback, the ups and the downs. And there are a lot more downs initially than ups. The, the Mahomeses and the Herberts of the world are rare. Most cases, a rookie quarterback goes as lock wet or a young quarterback They look good in certain times, they look terrible in certain times, and there's an in-between at certain times. This is what the Broncos fans wanted, and they finally got it, but because we talked about it yesterday, because it wasn't instant results, instant gratification, they're ready to throw the whole thing out and trade the farm and everything on it for Deshaun Watson. It's just a little knee-jerk and rooted in fantasy and not reality. 
John, while we grab Javon here, Tink's Gaming sent in a super sticker at around 644 if you want to get that, that guy queued up. Javon, on Facebook, appreciate you being with us, my friend. Really do. He says, what's up, gents? Do you guys have hope for Justin Sternod? Hashtag Arizona. Hashtag state of being. Love it, dude. See, Broncos country, it is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are. Listen, today, just from who, just the questions we've taken and the supers we've taken today, Zach, I mean, we got people checking in from the East Coast, different parts of the East Coast. We got Callie Dave out there. We got Mark. We got people in all different parts of this country and world that listen to this podcast and are fans of the Denver Broncos. That's where that hashtag came from. And it came completely, you know, it was organic as it as it gets, but it's true. So, Javon, Justin Sternod, I definitely have hope. My concern for Sternod, and for, if you guys aren't sure who he is, some of you, he was Denver's fifth-round pick last year, the linebacker from Wake Forest, drafted with some injury concerns, and it ended up blowing up on the Broncos. But had he not had the injury concerns, I want to say it was a bicep going into the, the drafts, <clears throat> excuse me, coming off of his final year at Wake Forest, then he gets drafted. If he didn't have the injury concerns, um, I, I want to say Eric and Nick, I think that he was viewed as a – Late day two, uh, late day two, early to late day, just a day two caliber linebacker. So that's round two, round three caliber linebacker. And uh, the injuries, though, that's the concern, Zach, because he comes in, he looks good. A few days, two, three days only into camp, he suffers that wrist injury. I can't remember the exact specifics, but it was a wrist and missed the entire season. So he was drafted to be that coverage linebacker for the Broncos, that athletic sideline to sideline guy that they've been missing. What's your answer for Javon here? I mean, it's you, you laid it out perfectly that he had injury concerns and then he comes into the NFL and he gets injured. So, I mean, that's the book on him. If he can stay healthy, he can be a contributor. I I don't see long-term starter in Justin Sternot. I might be wrong on that as well, but based on his college tape, based on the red flags about him, it would not preclude just having him healthy this year. It wouldn't preclude me, nor should it preclude George Payton from addressing inside linebacker, whether that's signing Levante David, drafting Micah Parsons, drafting JOK. You have to still make moves there because you can't rely on a second-year guy who played zero snaps as a rookie. Tinks Gaming, this is the second day in a row that Tinks Gaming has offered up some super chat love, and this one, of course, is a super sticker. What's up to you as well, my friend? Really appreciate you. And uh, if you're on Twitter, make sure you connect with Zach and I so or John so that we can shout you out after this show. But we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Mike Evans. Everyone knows Mike. A superstar's superstar. All right, this cat. Excuse me. We've had him on the show three different times. He's a stud. I honestly go to Mike for some of his opinions. Like, I want to know, like, mm, one of a certain Broncos issues, like, weighing on me. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to see what Mike thinks because this dude knows – the game. He knows the team. He knows the game. Insights are top-notch. And, of course, he always brings Zach the good question. That gets reflected in the questions he asks. So much love to you, Mike. Uh, We'll be talking here very soon. He says, is Drew ceiling to play at a Derek Carr level? Not sure it's fair to have Mahomes' performance expectations. Yeah, I know. When he was coming out because of the platform, and again, love you, Mike. Appreciate you, dog. When he was coming out, Drew, because of the different platform angles and stuff that he was, he could do like, you know, throwing off platform and the different, you know, as part of his repertoire, if you will, there were some kind of overzealous fans that would compare him to Mahomes, but he was, he's, he's never been that dynamic of a complete package 
Can he be? Who knows? I'm not. I'm definitely not seeing that in him. Obviously, I mean, Mahomes is a rare, rare once in half a century caliber, or I'll say once in a quarter century caliber guy. What's up, Justo? Um, but Derek Carr level as a ceiling, I would say, yeah, that's pretty close to approximating what Drew's ceiling could be, if not maybe more. Like I could see his ceiling, Zach, being somewhere between a Derek Carr and a Matthew Stafford at Matthew Stafford's peak, if you know, every all the dominoes fall the way they need to. Here's what I want to say about that, because I think a Derek Carr comp right now is realistic, and I think that's fair for Drew Locke until proven otherwise. If he if he grows, he can uh, surpass that comparison. But I believe his ceiling is not just Derek Carr, but 2016 Derek Carr, when that's the best we've seen of Derek Carr to this point in the NFL. And if they can get that level of play where he was, was he a Pro Bowl or Pro Bowl alternate, or he was close to being that, if they can get Carr. In 2016. Um, well, he all I know is he's got three Pro Bowls under his belt. I can check his wiki. That was arguably his best season. If they get yeah. that type of season, though, from Drew Locke with the defense and, again, the, no injuries, no pandemic, that would be a bona fide playoff team. So for right now, for 2021, 2016 Derek Carr, I believe, is Locke's ceiling, and that's very fair. Yeah, 2015 through 17, each of those three seasons – he was a, a pro bowler. I'm not sure which of those or how many of those were alternate where he kind of not so much lucked into the pro bowl, but where he wasn't, you know, the first, right. first one of the first three voted. Uh, Jared on Facebook again, he says at number nine in the draft, the Broncos should move back for more picks. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it depends on who's on the table. Who's, you know, it depends on how the board fell. Right. But I still, I'm holding to the notion, Zach, that at pick nine, the Broncos need to take the best defensive player on their board. And I'm holding to the notion that a trade back is a lot more likely for George Payton than a trade up. He values draft picks again. They're like gold to him. If his guy isn't there at number nine, I would not be surprised if we see a 2019 repeat itself and the Broncos move back in the first round and stockpile more day two picks. Um, real quick, our friend Burn the Guitarist, and I hope I'm not outing you here, but uh, a.k.a. Zach, another Zach. We have so many great, great Zachs associated with Mile High Huddle. Love so. it. Uh, by the way, your T-shirt is on the way, my friend. We promised you a T-shirt that is ordered and on the way to you. So make sure when you get it, you either shoot shoot us an email or DM. I don't I don't know. Actually, you're not following on Twitter. I don't know if you have a Twitter account, but if you do, DM it. If you don't, email yeah. us a, a, a selfie with that rock and the swag, and, and we'll show you some love on Instagram. He says uh, with the with that Shakespeare, I'm looking forward to the MHH Theater Company touring around the U.S. Yeah, we'll grab you to play guitar, dog. How's that sound? <laughs> Shakespeare was the man, though, Chad. He invented so many phrases and expressions and uh, words that we still use today. So, a lot of love for Shakespeare. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, Diamond Rattler, good to see you. Appreciate you being in the chat with us tonight. Um, here's one from Albert on Facebook. Want to want to keep it balanced as much as we can with our great Facebook supporters. He says. I have seen several videos on Drew, and he's made progress. We need to give him another season. He has the ability to be a top 15 quarterback. And there are a lot of um, edifying, educational breakdowns on Drew, film breakdowns on YouTube that you can find. We get asked a lot why we don't do some of those kind of film breakdown videos where you got the all 22 and it's a voiceover kind of breaking things down, rewinding, showing you this alignment, why, how this play worked. We are working toward that, but the only reason why we're not doing that right now, the reason it hasn't already been done two years ago, is just because the NFL is very zealous over their uh, intellectual property and, and the rights to their stuff. And 
you know, we've worked, worked really hard to cultivate this YouTube community. And the last thing we want to do is get a bunch of, you know, YouTube strikes because we ran some, some NFL all 22 film. So it's something we're balancing. We're trying to figure out a way around that. Stay tuned. Plus it's also what diamond doesn't. How many drew lock evaluation videos are out there? How many tape breakdowns we get on here and we tell you our gut reactions, what we think in our hearts, what we think in our minds. And we give you the honest objective opinion. One funny trope now though, Chad is drew lock didn't progress in the second half of the season. The playbook was dummy down. That's why there is always going to be an excuse or a justification for why lock is not the answer. And that was the latest one. It's just comical at this point. Well, and another thing, on by the way, Isaiah, thank you for the stars. And then, John, I want to grab this one here real quick because it's a good segue. Um, it's it's interesting how Tony Pauline comes out with that uh, rumor he picked up in, the, in, in Mobile at the Senior Bowl that they had to dummy down the playbook for Drew. And then all of a sudden, you've got, I mean, it's like whack-a-mole. Denver media popping their heads up saying, yeah, we, we, we always knew. We, we just yeah. heard and been told. And it's like, okay. no, if that were the case – Zach, I mean, other than, like I mentioned last night, there was a point where I can't remember exactly where in the season, but during one of his weekly press conferences on a Thursday, Pat Shermer, the offensive coordinator, admitted that there were several uh, installs of his offense, so the significant portions of his playbook, that he and Mike uh, Shula simply did not have the time and the space to install and teach to the players. Aside from that, there were no reports, nothing, no buzz, no rumor, no anything about Drew Locke struggling to assimilate the playbook, or at least not that I was aware of. And look, our job, Zach and I, especially with what we do at MHH, is to find every nugget of news. And especially if it's incendiary, we look for that stuff. We We want that stuff because we know you guys care about it. We want to get it up there. We want it into the, into the, you know, the ether, if you will. Nothing that comes to mind. Uh, Speaking of nothing. David, appreciate the the the, uh, the question here on YouTube. He says Troy Rank from the Den- it's not the Denver Post anymore, from Den- uh, Denver Seven. All right, um, it says uh, Broncos are going after Watson in a trade. No Carson Wentz. Locks days are numbered. We shall see. But Zach, that is a good segue for your report today, which kind of piggybacked off of what Rank reported on Twitter. About Carson Wentz, I'll pull it up. Why don't you let everyone know where the things stand? Because that was a rumor that really went wild over the weekend. Yeah, we, we addressed this yesterday on KK. Some sect of Twitter, there's you know these quote unquote insiders, and everyone with a Twitter account is an insider nowadays. But they said that the Wentz to Broncos is done and involves a first round pick and Jerry Judy and Troy Rank comes out today and just shoots it down. He says they're not in on a trade for Carson Wentz, and nor should they. I did a whole episode about this with Kim Becker yesterday. They should go nowhere near a broken, damaged goods quarterback like Carson Wentz. The Eagles are holding out for a first-round pick or a a package like Matt Stafford. They haven't gotten more than a second-round pick being offered to them, and I said yesterday the Broncos shouldn't even offer that. Not only that, Chad, but you're taking on his contract, which comes with, uh, I believe it's $34 million salary cap number, $128 million contract uh, for a quarterback, again, who got benched by the end of the year. He led the league in turnovers, interceptions, and sacks taken. If you don't like Drew Locke, why in the hell would you want Carson Wentz? Well said. Here's specifically what Rank reported. Quote, Broncos quarterback situation will dominate the offseason discussion. They will pursue Watson if, that's a big if, gang, the Texans decide to trade him. They are not in on Wentz. 
and this has been echoed by other insiders, including Mike Cliss, including Benjamin Albright. Locke has handled the noise well. This is new information. In fact, I might write an article about this one sentence in his, his report here. Locke has handled the noise well, working out, focused on having a great offseason. He understands he has to get better to keep slapping. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Win the job. And then, Zach, I like this. This is a nice touch from, from Andrew Brand at, at uh, Sports Illustrated. If there was a true robust market for Carson Wentz, we would be hearing it from the right. Schefters and others. All we hear is tepid interest from the Bears and Colts. In my experience, trade offers usually don't get better. And that, what he said there, also applies to what Tony Pauline reported from the Senior Bowl. If that was actually true about uh, Drew Locke and dumbing down the playbook, the Rappaports or the Schefters or even the Clisses of the world would have had that. It wouldn't have come out buried in February from a guy who does not even cover the Broncos primarily. So a lot of truth to both those situations. Real quick, it is uh, we're, we've crossed the 50-minute mark, <clears throat> so – we got a lot of superstars that have been very patient, so let's try and uh, rapid fire and get to everybody here. Edward Keating, we have scheduled on uh, – I can't remember. I, I don't have time to pull up the calendar, but you're on the calendar. You're on the schedule. We're going to have you on the show here in the very near future. We look forward to seeing you, my friend. Bonafide superstar, been with us a long time. And uh, he says, what's up, guys? Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. We'll see you soon, my friend. And then our uh, – whoop. And then uh, Rogue Theory in the house. There it is. Look, leave it there. Sorry. My bad. Uh, we'll, we'll grab Drew, then Rogue Theory. Drew Love on Facebook. Hey, guys, I'm a new follower and wanted to show you guys uh, love for what you do and how much I love watching your streams. Please let me know how I can support you guys. Drew, thank you, my friend. If you want to support us on Facebook, go to the top of the page right now and click on the big blue button that says become a supporter. And you'll be in like Flynn on that. You'll you'll get the uh, not only your support is there, but also I think it's five bucks a month. And you get access to Kelberman's Corner, which is sun every Sunday at noon. It's Zach. It's Kim Becker. Plus, we have other dedicated premium video content that we're going to be dedicating to the supporters and to our YouTube membership here in the very near future. We're going to create a full-blown YouTube membership, different tiers that you get access to this, that, or the other. But for now, it's supporters on Facebook. 
And Drew, if that's something you want to look at, just go to our page at the top. You'll see the big blue button. You're in like Flynn. Uh, Rogue Theory has come on strong lately, and we I love like it. This. It's been great. He says, uh, steaks, beers, and huddle up pod. Life is good. Keep it up, gents. Yeah, that is good life right there. What kind of steaks, though? And uh, Chad, how do you like your steak cooked? I'm a medium, uh, medium well guy myself. I'm medium rare. Medium rare. Yeah, medium rare. You like it still moving, I guess. Got you. No, I don't know, man. When I was younger, it's it's funny because I was so into like I was so into like punk rock and some of the counterculture uh, components to that was not not just vegetarianism, but like militant veganism. And I remember I read this pamphlet at a punk rock show one time that one of the bands like threw out into the crowd, and I picked it up and read it. And it was about all this animal cruelty stuff and what happens when they're, you know, um, factory farmed and all this stuff. And it like screwed with me. I couldn't eat meat for a while, not because it was any kind of like, um, you know, philosophical thing. It just reading that kind of shocked me. And then over time, as I got older and stuff, like I used to be well done. If I ate a steak, it had to be well done when I was a young buck, which is to me now. I mean, that is just egregious. You can't do it. So it's medium rare for me, Doc. Yeah, it's like leather if you make it well done. And even worse when you drench it in ketchup. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yep. All right, we got one from BG, we get Kevin Smith, and then we're going to grab Duke. But in between, John, I'm going to grab Kev on uh, on Twitch. BG, good to see you, my friend, again. Thank you. Second super chat of the night. He says, you guys driving me bananas with jumping around with the chats. Wowzers. Uh, sorry, bro. You know how we do it here. We got we to gotta get to everybody. Um, Savage Boy Kev, appreciate you on Twitch. He says, what if the Broncos get Watson and don't make the playoffs? I'm going to read it here. Uh, what are the fans going to say? Everyone is going to blame the coaches. But Locke gets all the blame because of Shermer's BS play calling. I don't get it. Going to the playoffs is one thing. Going to the Super Bowl and winning is another. Hashtag let them hate, Zach. Love it. Yeah, and just keep – I just keep seeing these comments. We have some troll on this side that's saying these things. I'm a little distracted. But, yeah, just if you're if the people are counting on Drew Locke and you're supporting Drew Locke, let them say what they want now in all – probability the Broncos will be running it back with Locke for 2021 with a veteran understudy or veteran mentor. If he balls out, we, meaning the, the Drew Locke supporters, the guys who've stood by him, will have all the ammunition. I'm keep saying that, Chad. I haven't hid my t-shirt. I haven't gotten rid of it. I'm going to keep wearing it. Let them hate because I believe still that Locke will rise up and show what he's truly made of. Kevin Smith, a longtime listener of the show. In fact, I want to say Kevin is the first Listener, I can remember sending out a free hat for the support. Uh, I think he might have been too. He might have won something by um, Apple Podcast Review, which, by the way, you guys are crushing it with the five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. Man, thank you for doing that. Keep that coming. But, Kevin, good to see you, bro. He says, Chris Harris needs to remember that when you point a finger towards someone, there are three pointing back at yourself. True. Vic Fangio should take a lesson in that. Duke Boynton. Another one of our superstars. Really love Duke Boynton. Appreciate you being with us tonight, my friend, and the support. He says, I was once an iffy Drew Locke fan, but Zachary Smouse has both my feet jumping in the Drew Locke pool. All right, Zachary's web design. That's the ZWD. I truly believe Locke will ball out this year. If Locke can hone his dancing skills into play on the field, Denver will be golden. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wish I was there with you and truly believing Locke will ball out this year. I just think that it's in the Broncos' best interest at this stage, Zach, with the amount of investment they put into Drew, 
not just the draft pick, but like the actual time and development that's gone into him and the reps. And I mean, they bled for those reps. They went five and 11, went through that. Now you got to see it through and seeing it through to me, defining what that means, seeing it through is you give him one last year. All right. And if it doesn't work out, you also hedged by going out and signing an Andy Dalton or someone like that. And then you start over next year. That's how I feel about Drew. And one of the reasons for that is I do think he's flashed enough, Zach, to give us the true, not just hope, but like a true expectation that if he can put it all together, he can be that caliber of a quarterback, that franchise caliber dude, but he's got to put it all together. Seeing it through does not entail giving up the farm in a never-seen-before trade for Deshaun Watson and getting rid of Drew Locke after a season in which he lost his best receiver, he had offensive line combinations, injuries, the pandemic, and again, I will say, it's not an excuse, it's a fact, to quote Chris Harris Jr., Pat Shermer as his coordinator, and shoddy play calling. Seeing it through is giving him one more year. And again, like Chad said, you have that fail-safe. You will have a Fitzpatrick on the roster and Andy Dalton on the roster. Someone that, if Locke does bomb, if he flames out, you can still stay in contention. You can still win this year and be competitive. But the fans of Locke, the supporters, just want him to get one fair chance, one fair shake at this. If he doesn't work out, we'll be the first ones to say he was a bust. But at least let him sink or swim on his own and not cutting bait too early and wondering forever what could have been. All right, real quick, we got uh, Tom here, John, and then it did a big jump on me going, and it skipped over uh, Gary, BG again, and Michaela again, and then I've got I Am Supreme, and then we should be on on schedule there. Uh, Tom, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you as always. By the way, when are you going to get a Twitter account? We want to be able to, to keep the conversation going with you. So create a Twitter account. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And uh, we'd like to be able to tag you after the show. So it's been a while. Just saying hello. Hey, man, we appreciate that support. It does mean a lot to us, my friend. And it yes. all adds up. Um, here's one from Gary Fryer. Not a name that I recognize on uh, Super Chat. Welcome, but, Gary. Uh, yeah, welcome. Thank you, Gary. He says, just sending my love from a longtime Broncos fan. In Bremerton, Washington, home of MXPX, the uh, skate punk, pop punk band. Good to see you. We played with that band one time. My old band did back in the day with MXPX, and that was they made famous Bremerton, Washington. Best podcast and a must listen for all Broncos fans. Hashtag state of being. Love it, dude. Thank Thank you, Gary. Gary. Connect on Twitter, my dog. Uh, BG again. Appreciate you, bro. If Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, falls below pick six in the draft, do we move up for him? And do you guys like Fields? Zach, I think you have a more favorable view on Fields than, than me. So you start with this, and then I'll, I'll chime in. I, I think he obviously has talent. He's a dual-threat quarterback, and I think in this day and age, pocket passers are going to be a thing of the past. They're going to be like Circuit City Chat, totally just uh, a forgotten relic of times that have passed us by. He, he has talent for sure. He comes from a, a college and a, and a university where they don't really spawn productive NFL passers, but I don't hate him. I don't think he's a Pax and Lynch type prospect. I, I don't think the bus factor is too high. I just don't think he's better than Zach Wilson. I don't think he's the best quarterback in this draft class, nor do I think the Broncos will move up for him. We got a question yesterday that if he fell to nine, would the Broncos consider him? In that situation, yes. You're getting a, probably a top five pick at that value. You have to at least consider it. But will George Payton trade up for a quarterback or trade up for anyone in this class in the first round? I'm not so sure. By the way, we uh, I just saw this. Fresh off the press is a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts from uh, – where is it? 
from I am Bulldog with the using the let them hate hashtag. Love that, my friend. Appreciate you. Whoever you are, appreciate you. Um, Michaela, again, thank you, my friend. She says, once the craziness is done, we should have a, an MHH barbecue. We're definitely going to do some meet and greet type yeah. events where we can all kick it, hang out. We'll do some live streams. We'll have people on the show. It'll be fun. Once this that gum pandemic goes goes away, that's going to happen. Trust, keep the faith. Um, I am Supreme. Good to see you, my friend. By the way, you should create a Twitter account so we can tag you after these shows and keep the conversation going. Uh, he says, top 15 quarterback ain't beating Mahomes. Go all in. So, in other words, like, uh, who was it that said he can be a top 15? I think it was uh, Albert. Well, he's saying, yeah, that's that's good, but it ain't beating Mahomes. Go all in. And for what it's worth, there is a little bit of truth to what he's saying here because what did it take for Mahomes to fall? It took literally the greatest quarterback of all time to beat him in the Super Bowl. But who beat Mahomes during the regular season? And that was a top 15 quarterback in Derek Carr. Not saying you need it, you need Deshaun Watson, but it can be done if you play him the right way. You can be a playoff team and be competitive with Drew Locke if he was a top 15 quarterback. That's that's all I'm saying. EG again, appreciate you, dog. And by the way, hit us up if you want to come on the show. He says, totally disagree with the top 15 quarterback uh, beating Mahomes. He has not played well away versus our defense this year as beast up as it was as beat up as it was he has not played well versus our defense even this year as beat up as it was he didn't play great by any means agreed yeah i mean he uh it's really weird because on one hand fangio's defense has flustered mahomes like statistically he hasn't balled out balled out but oddly when it i don't know if it's just the offense or what, you know, I'd have to go back and watch each game again to kind of remind myself of the, you know, situation and the complexion of each of those games. But Vance Joseph was closer to the Chiefs in terms of final score, win-loss in his three shots against Mahomes, right? He played him four times. He was the head coach for two full seasons. The three of those starts were against Mahomes. And in all three, the Broncos fell by one score. Meanwhile, Zach, in all four matchups of Fangio's Broncos, it's been multi-score blowouts, but it's not your it's not your typical Mahomes performance. He does right. they do find a way to kind of bottle him up. So I guess maybe you could say that Fangio still needs to step it up, and I would say that. But if anything, it's just more on the offense that needs to give him some help. The best defense is that offense. Exactly. Yeah, they got blown out the Broncos the second game. It was like 41-13, whatever that final score was. But they held Mahomes to two meetings combined this year. They held him to two passing touchdowns. They got blown out that second game because of the offense, like Chad said, could not get it going. I believe they let up a punt return touchdown that game as well. The wheels fell off for Denver in that second Kansas City game. But that's why you can't just box score watch. You have to watch the game and see how things break down. The Denver defense played well both times to beat Mahomes. If they would have had a top 15 quarterback or a top 15 offense, things could have been different. Mahomes as amazing as he is, is beatable. Uh, Jared wants to know if we want to go on Broncos country tonight. Much love to uh, Ryan and Ben over there. They do a great job with their show on KOA. And uh, they also do a good job of, you know, going around the horn and involving all the different sites. Um, Nick is a regular on Broncos country tonight. I know Lance has made an appearance there. So we appreciate them, uh, you know, giving those guys a platform and they're Yeah, I see the, Okay. We definitely have a, a troll on Twitch, and there's no way to control that through 
the stream yard. So I'll have to go on after we're done streaming here, John and Zach, and take care of this, this uh, joker. Um, all right. I think that's it. I think we're caught up, gang. Uh, let me double check. Let me make sure I'm not missing somebody. I might have had the Kansas City games backwards, but I, I know the results were the same. Dale, at the 11th hour, jumping in. Appreciate you, Dale. He says, I was driving, so I couldn't comment. Best Broncos podcast. Thank you, man. Hashtag poor Chris Harris Jr. Hashtag lock. Hashtag priest. Thumbs up. Hey, thank you, guys. That's got to do it for tonight's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Thanks to each and every one of you for giving us some time. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, especially those two platforms, please like this video before you get out of here. You guys have no idea how much that helps us. And Shrek, let me just tell you, all right, we appreciate that. You can't spam the chat like that, dog. If you're sincere, listen to me, all right? You can't spam the chat the way you were doing with weird off-the-cuff stuff there. Like, keep it respectful. Keep it on topic. Keep it on point. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you, all right? We'll, we'll engage with you. But keep it, keep it respectful, okay? Um, Chill Will, good to see you, my friend. You know what I just realized, John? The last time Chill Will did a super chat, we confused his handle with a different with with Che something with Che, and so Chill Will was probably going, "Wait, what? What are you guys talking about?" I think we referenced the Broncos. Um, I, it dawned on me after when I was searching for him to tag him on Twitter. We we're talking about the Bronco man cave, right? And Chill Will's probably like, "Wait a minute, I haven't flexed on any man cave. What are they talking about?" Anyway, Chill Will, thank you, my friend. Connect with us on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. We would like to be able to uh, connect with you there and shout you out after the show and keep tabs on you, dog. He says, what's up, guys? All in with Locke. Let's utilize free agency and draft picks to build around Locke. Hashtag believe in three. I believe. I'm a believer, Chad. I know I am you too. are too. I am too. I believe, but I still, you know, I mean, I can't go quite so far as my friend Duke Boynton and saying I believe he's going to be the, you know, bee's knees this year. I want to believe. But I'm a, I'm a little more pragmatic on it, but I'm still the optimist, guys. You know how we roll on this podcast. Zach and I are – sometimes we have to, to to spit fire and just tell you the way it is. But more often than not on whatever the issues might be, Zach, we are glass half full. Yeah, that's how I live my life. I know it's how you live your life, Chad. I prefer not to be miserable. And if you, if you subscribe to people on Twitter, if you live your life around Twitter, you'd be miserable all the time. So we like to see things a little more optimistic, but also objective. We're not blowing smoke. We're not homers. We're giving real analysis that sometimes borders on what they consider to be hate or criticism. I'm sure the 99% of you are aware of this, but just in case, because this show is continuing to grow and the, the channel, especially on Facebook and YouTube, literally exponentially month over month. So we want to make sure everyone understands how to connect with us. As we said, we want you to, to connect on Twitter, follow, we'll follow back. Um, but we also, the other, there's two ways to keep the conversation going. Social media, connecting with us there. And then on the actual website, milehighhuddle.com. Every single day, we are writing myself, Zach, Nick, Eric, I mean, all the guys, all right, all the staffers, not just the podcast guys, but we have other guys who are doing great work, including one of the superstars came out of the community that has now published three articles at milehighhuddle.com in Kenneth Booker. Shout out to Kenneth if you're if you're with us. But this is where you can keep the conversation going, and we want you to. We want you reading the articles, and when you read them, we want you to comment. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your thoughts on our takes, and if you disagree, we want to hear why. If you agree, we want to hear why. Keep the conversation going over at milehighhuddle.com. And then here's how you follow on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. 
at Mile High Huddle, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad N. Jensen, Bona Beast on Twitter at John K. MHH. That's how you connect with us there. And then one last thing, quick reminder, go follow the, the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. We need you guys over there. Let's bump those numbers. Uh, in a little over a week's time, we're knocking on a thousand, but we need to bump those numbers. I mean, there's tens of thousands of people every single day that listen and listen to or watch this podcast. We need you guys to come follow that page. Give us the love, give us that, that support so we can continue to put our plan in place for giving that page some unique content dedicated to that following. So other than that, guys, we got a dip and Zach, you know, we'll, we'll have tomorrow night off. So we'll, uh, we'll reconvene on Wednesday where we'll have JT from across the pond on the show. It's going to be a gas, but have a great start to your week, my brother, and sign us off. You too. Everyone out there, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great Tuesday. Hopefully by Wednesday we have more situations resolved about the quarterbacks or more news coming out. We'll cover everything. 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Guys, be well. Have a great start to your week. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 